But I'm going to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 25. And I'm going to be jumping around in scripture. I'm going to read from verse number 1. Amen. In the book of Samuel chapter 25 verse number 1. Hallelujah. And it says, now Samuel died. That's a great man. It's a bad man. A good man. A good man. Not bad meaning good, but whatever the line is. Amen. And all of Israel. You know you somebody when the whole nation come out to mourn for you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And all of Israel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down into the desert of Paran. A certain man in Maon, who had property there at Carmel, was very wealthy. Hallelujah. And he had a thousand goats. Because how many know that's how you measured wealth? And he had 3,000 sheep. It's a lot of curry goat. It's a lot of golden crust. Hallelujah. Which he was shearing, shearing, meaning cutting off the, the fur or whatever you would call it. Amen. The wool or whatever the sheep and goat got. His name was Nabal and his wife's name was Abigail. It ain't tell you much about Nabal in the next sentence. It jumps straight to her. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman. You can be both. Hallelujah. She was intelligent and beautiful. And I'm wondering if they put intelligent before beauty on purpose. There's no accidents in the word. But her husband was surely and mean in his dealings. And here's the, the kicker. He was from the lineage of good people. He was a Calebite. Y'all remember Caleb? They say God can kill. I knew y'all wasn't watching online. <laughs> I was preaching my heart out and nobody knew the sermon. <laughs> God can't kill her. There we go. That's who he came from. You can come from good people and end up bad. It is not necessarily just your upbringing, but the choices you make. And your name alone is not enough. The way you treat people matters. The way you deal with people matters in life. Somebody said in life, your, your net worth is your net work. You can build a better network when you treat people right. Come on, somebody. And while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent ten young men and said to him, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long life to you. Mistake, David. Why are you telling this man? Amen. Good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that is sheep shearing time, and when your shepherds were with us, 
we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at your uh, Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants. They will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men. Since we have come at a festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. And when David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message and, uh, in David's name. Then they waited and Nabal answered David's servants. This was the answer. Who is this David? Now the first question would have implied you didn't know who he was, but clearly you did by the second question. Because you know his pops. So this is not an inquiring question. This is an insulting question. In other words, where I'm from, the country where I was born in, there's when you want to know somebody, you say, who are you? But when you want to insult them, you say, who is you? There is a difference. Do I got to explain that further? <laughs> when you come and I don't know you and I say, who are you? You tell me who you are. But when, I, when you come and you ask me something, you tell me. So I say, well, and who exactly is you? That's an insult. And then, if you go this far, these are fighting words. Who is this son of Jesse? And then he goes on. You know, many of these rogue people who ain't got no masters. Servants are breaking away from their masters these days. He is dissing David. Why should I take my bread and water and meat I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to the men coming from who knows where? The spirit of Guyana has taken over me at this point. Who knows where? David's men turned around. Now, I want you to know David's men are not some soft guys who is wearing an old coat walking. These are men that are they like me. <laughs> but I mind doing dance. <laughs> Why do we say that stuff? But I mind doing dance. David's men turned around and went back. When David arrived, they reported every word. The man said, who's you? <laughs> David said to his men, every one of you get the strap. <laughs> that didn't come from 50. That came from brother David. Y'all hear what I'm saying in this place? He said, everybody, strap on your sword. So they did. And David strapped his on as well. About how many people is Nabal? And what does Nabal do? He look after sheep. Y'all with me? But David found it necessary to take 400 men 
and left <laughs> to watch over his, his, his possessions, he left the lesser amount. David is getting ready to do some damage. Uh, We're going to read the rest of this later. I want to stop right there. In the world that you live in, you will have conflict. You will have conflicting things. You will have people that wound you. You are going to wound people. I told y'all when I wait. There will be times when somebody you work with say something that rub you the wrong way. There'll be times you sit in the office like I did this past week and somebody will tell you something that rubs you the wrong way. And there will be relationships that you have. Somebody will say something and rub you the wrong way. You'll have a family member who rub you the wrong way. You'll have a wife who rub you the wrong way. <laughs> nice, I like that. She said never. You'll have a husband. Right now I'm being rubbed the wrong way. And who is you? <laughs> Not only that, in life you will be put into conflicting situations where the people that are above you in society that you're supposed to trust they are blatantly lying in your face. And you're not supposed to say they're lying. There will be times of confusion. There are times when you get angry. You'll get angry at society. You'll get angry at people. You'll get angry. I don't know about you, but I've been there many times and got the t-shirt. Hallelujah. And in life, you will deal with conflict. My father used to always say, be careful that in those times you don't give everybody a piece of your mind because eventually all the pieces will be gone. How you operate in that situation will determine your destiny. Let me tell you something. So many people do not know how to conflict manage in their life. They rather shut up and let the thing fester for years, years and years and years. And then when they do decide it's time to fix it, it's usually when one is in a casket. Do you know how many apologies occur at a funeral? Unfortunately, the person hears the rude awakening. They're not hearing it. They dig it, dig it dead. And there's things that happen in your life. People are wounding you and hurting you and saying stuff to you. And you don't want to fix it. Things at the job. Things that you can, you can control, that you can fix. And it will improve your life drastically if you learn how to conflict manage. But we have been taught in society to obey the pride first. Somebody wound me. Who? Who? Do you? Feel my wrath. And your wrath ain't nothing but a spider web. And people go on living in anger and bitterness. I'm not angry at anybody. I'm not even mad at what society is doing to us. Because I know that there's a God who controls my destiny. And the person that reacts wrong in conflict ought to recheck themselves as I've done many times to myself. 
And when I've gotten angry and lost who I was in the middle of a conflict, I had to go back and ask, do you trust the God that you serve? Because if you did, you would know there's not anybody that is big enough to control your destiny. And the person you should always want to please is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when you react, sometimes you have way more to lose than what you would gain in the reaction. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes God is looking at how you react because your blessing lies in the way you handle the conflict. Now, I know you've been wronged. And I just want to talk to you today on the subject from a vernacular that we use in the street. They say when somebody say something to you hurtful or do something to you, it even goes further to taking it to the level of violence. They say we are going to clap back if you don't know what it means don't worry about it don't google it i am top five that are a live rapper and so the subject that i want to talk to you today about is before you clap back some things you need to think about let us pray in this house father i give you praise i give you honor and i give you glory that you would move in this house that God, we would hold our peace and let you fight our battles. Everything that we talk about in this sermon today, may it bring glory to your name. And may somebody leave this place free and changed and transformed. Because everybody will have conflict. Families are ripped apart because they never knew how to handle conflict. People lose their whole destinies because they never knew how to handle conflict. They weren't mature enough. They rather throw out the vessel and throw out the calling rather than bury pride. And God, I ask that you would help us today. That we would love you in Jesus' name. Amen. When dealing with conflict, the first thing I want you to think about is expect the unexpected. In life, this should be a model for everybody. Expect the unexpected. Life functions like this. You live a certain way and there are certain expectancies. Tomorrow when you wake up, you expect the sun to rise. What if it don't? That's not going to happen. That's the thought. That's because there's a built-up expectancy in your head. Tomorrow you go to work, you expect to have a job. What if they fire you? Tomorrow you expect certain things, amen? Tomorrow I expect Sister Sherry to make a grand big breakfast and lunch and dinner. And to also have whatever I'm about to do, my itinerary listed. And to chiffon me to wherever I gotta go. That's called expecting the unexpected. <laughs> Let me stop joking, see this is why? I Life functions and where normal expectations, you do a certain thing, you expect to get paid when you go to work. You expect, but, but the problem with life is, and why we all get thrown for a loop, is that nobody ever stops to think that things don't always and will not always go according to your expectations. And the person who is not prepared for the unexpected, and the person who doesn't understand that things in life does change, will be devastated when the unexpected happens. And David was naturally working. Uh, he had his men. So in context here, David is on the run for Saul. He's, he is hiding from the king. The king wants to kill him. So he is scraping for bread. He's scraping for food. 
And so he sees a man who has sheep. He decides, I've got nothing but warriors on my side. Let's protect them. He protects them for as long as they need. Never harmed them. Never took anything from them. Mind you, David had the, the arsenal to plunder and take everything. But he didn't do that. He did it the right way. And naturally, there was an expectancy in his part. But David didn't realize that when he went to the man to say, help me out, that the man was going to tell him, I don't care about what you've done in your life. This is the treatment I'm going to give you. As a result, it hit David so hard that David is about to make a decision to ruin his life. Let me tell you something. You got to be careful with every relationship you have in this world. I'm not telling you to walk around and just don't trust people. I just don't trust you. I don't. I'm not telling you that. But I'm telling you that I have grown and have learned long enough that anything can happen from anybody in your life. And if you're not careful, you can end up living a bitter life if you don't experience the unexpected now what does that mean let me go a little further I understand that my fellow human beings are broken and at any time they can mess up like I can they can hurt me just like I've hurt them y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me and so when people hurt me I don't I'm not so quick to throw them out because I might be throwing out a blessing in my life come on somebody I might, uh, and so when I'm having a conflict with somebody, I'm not so quick as when I was younger to say, they don't, they, they, they don't understand who I am. They don't, they don't appreciate what I bring to the table. I stop and I begin to look at the gift because I know in my life I will hurt people. And so I am expecting that things can go wrong. So what do you do when you expect the unexpected? You ask God in those moments how to react to this. Not only that, if you're going to have expectancy when you deal with people, listen to this, number two, make your expectancy known. David's problem here was you volunteered to work for the man. The man never hired you, and you automatically expected the man to give you some of his. You never had a contract with this man, and communication destroys a lot of people's life. A lot of people are living in their head. This is something we got in our house that we do. Me and Sherry, we like, one of the ways we help our marriage to grow, we got this thing like, I don't care if you think I ought to know. You know, you know, you know I don't know if y'all are that type of couple or you've ever run into them. They're like, he should know what I'm thinking. I shouldn't have to say it. And you over there like me like, and I don't know what you're thinking. You gave me too much credit. <laughs> I am not that intelligent. When you don't make your, your, your communication clear, you can be getting angry over something that is just a misunderstanding. And David comes, protects people, and expects a big paycheck. He expects big sheep dinner. Never said who. He, he could have wrote up and said, whose sheep is this? I'm going to send a letter to him. Hey, man, y'all need some protection? In return, this is what I want. He never did that. And so because he never made his communication clear and he put an expectation, you know how many people are mad? Well, they should have known. Look how many things I did for them. They did not know that you were doing it to come back for pay later. Let me do a backflip on this thing. You, you understand what I'm saying? And that's, what, that's why the older I got when people come and say, Pastor, don't worry, it's a favor. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Favor is only from God. I start to define favor to people. I say, so a favor is... You don't want nothing in return. Like you're not even going to tell anybody you did this for me. 
If I hurt you in the future, say all the things I've done bad, but don't bring up the favor. And you know what I did? I even did this for them. It wasn't a favor. Once you did that, it wasn't a favor. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hallelujah. Y'all hearing me in this place? Make your communication clear as to what you expect from people. If you're married, make your communication clear. If you've got family members, make your communication clear. If you go on a job, make your communication clear. What ruins good relationships, what ruins people's destiny is the failure to say, you know, when I went to your college and I went to Speech 101, one of my favorite classes, the first thing the professor said when he got up in front of the class, the number one rule in communicating, say what you mean and mean what you say. So I've learned since then not to be the type of person to talk, you know, so, so but you understand what I mean. Because I know human beings will say, yeah. So I like to bring it back and say, let me say it again. You're clear. It can avoid a lot. Watch this, y'all. Make known your expectancy. Also, David got into a conflict. The man told him, who are you? The man insulted his family. The man did everything to hurt David's feelings. David at this point is... Everybody knows he's going to be king. The whole nation realizes that God's hand was on this boy's life. That Saul was jealous of him. So much that Saul's own son was siding with David. Right? The whole nation knew this. David is now hurt. And David gets the word that this man has insulted you, your family, and said that you're a rogue, you're disobedient, and you're in the wrong. David is going to respond. And I want you to know this today. Uh, my, point, my third point is you can't control others' reaction, but you can control your response. David cannot control what Nabal's decision is going to be. But what he can control is the way he responds. Unfortunately, David let his temper Get the best of him. Look at point number four. Your response is so important that it can reward you in the future or it can cause you to live in regret. I'm not going to get a lot of witnesses in here, but I'm sure there's somebody else other than myself who would love to go back to a moment and take back some way you have reacted in the past. If I could just take that moment back, I would do it different. Hallelujah. I, you, you can, the way you respond makes all the difference. What happens to us is our pride step in and we feel the need to lash out. You know, and it's so, it's so for this generation, communication has been totally destroyed that now we live through computers and text messages. And those things have no emotion behind them. They have no context to them. They have no discussions. Do you know how many people are mad at other people for a post? And we've concluded this is how they are. This is how they think. Aha! See, I knew you were this. Now you walk into a room with them. When you actually see them, you mad. I ain't going to say nothing to me in this place. People go to work mad at each other for a post. For a post. No context to it. Remember, people are, are growing. They're learning. What I post today might not be. That's why some people regret. That's why, hallelujah, I just post the Lord's word and I keep it moving. 
Because when I find when I post my word, I, I, I got to go back and change it later. You cannot control how everybody responds, but you can control how you respond. I can't control what's happening to us in society, but I can control how I respond. I don't like when politicians get on the television and say certain things and never ever correct or clean up. I don't like what happens when, when news media say what they say. I don't like when, 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 when uh, uh, streaming networks disrespect my Lord Jesus. I don't like when people go against things that I believe, but I can't control them. You know who I can control? Me. Hallelujah. And I can choose to let it destroy me and take up the fight for myself or I could turn to God and say God what should be my response because the Bible says this nay in all these things nay in all these things in persecution in trials in all the things that could ever come up against you the Lord God's desire is to make you more than a conqueror God doesn't want you to live a defeated life. You can't control people's reaction, but you can control how you respond. Now watch this. You can't, this one here I love. You can't control others, how others perceive you. But you don't have to become their perception of you. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say that again. You can't, you can't control how others perceive you. But you don't have to become the perception they've put on you. What do you mean by that? The man said, who's David? David is a rogue. Many people are getting away from their masters. They're no longer doing good things. Basically, David, you're, 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 you're somebody out here without authority, without any type of standards. You do what you want whenever you want. And you know that was his perception of David. And David is far from that. But the move that he was going to make was going to turn him into that reality. And sometimes when people wound you, if you're not careful, you can become exactly what they've wounded you and said. Oh, don't worry. You ain't a Christian. Look at them. You, and then you end up bitter for their words. You end up angry. You can become the perception that is put on you. You have to be careful that you remain what God is calling you to be. Stay on track. If you know this train is leading a certain way, don't let anybody get you off of the train that God has put you on. Don't become derailed. Don't take another route. You stay where you are. There are many people that will get on. Many people will get on. On your boat and they will tell you stuff they will try to make you take another route I learned this week about staying on that's another when the Lord released me hallelujah stay on the path that God has for your life don't let nobody derail you people get talked out of their blessings church you don't need church We've learned that we can serve God in the, in, the, in, the, in the comforter. And people stop coming to church. Tithe. Give to God. Come out of that. They don't think. Pastor mustn't talk about the Bible. Go apologize. Apologize. 
you know what they did to me? You know what you're doing to yourself? You're derailing the train. Have you ever started out your day like me to do something and you're like, man, I got to get this done. You're going on and you're like, okay, I got to check and make sure something's done and then something's... And for the next hour of your life, to the point where you say, what was it I was going to do? Your blessings lie in what you were going to do, yet you did not do what you were going to do because you got derailed. Be careful that you do not become the perception of people. Be careful that you don't become the perception of people. I was telling somebody yesterday, you've got to understand that you've got to learn that lesson when you're at the bottom. Because the, the hits and the hurts come higher. The higher you go up is the bigger you become a clearer target. Nobody talks about people on the bottom level. People always talking about this celebrity and that one and that one and who's... A, and we all got an opinion on everybody. Everybody's got an opinion. If you're ever going to become something in life, you got to have thick skin and not let what people's words become your reality. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Five. Uh, six. I think I'm at six. Consider the source of the criticism. Consider the source of the criticism. The woman goes on to tell David, my husband Nabal, his name means fool. My question is, the Bible says she's beautiful and intelligent and he's a fool. How does a beautiful and intelligent woman, don't say amens lady, end up? With a fool. <laughs> well, he naturally came from a rich lineage. It's possible that he inherited his wealth. He wasn't smart enough to get it. And so sometimes, that's why I tell you, wealth and fame and fortune does not equal wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amen. You've got to understand that prosperity and opportunity comes to every man. You know there's a scripture that we say all the time, the race is not given to the swift, but he that endures to the end. You'll know that's not a scripture, right? Yet the Bible does imply that, but that he that does not endure to the end is found in Ecclesiastes. The two we've put them together. The race is not given to the swift is in the Bible, right? But, but he that endured to the end is, the, is another part that talks about uh, 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 the he that endured to the end is, is from another part. The race not given to the swift is talking about opportunity in Ecclesiastes. And it says that time and opportunity comes to every man. And the race is not given to the swift, but God is the one that determines. But we took that part and we added to he that endured to the end. What's the point I'm trying to make? Yes, the Bible does imply that we've got to run with endurance, right? The Bible does say that. But what I'm trying to tell you is that success and fame can be an illusion to you that what somebody has makes them a credible source to listen to. Because somebody is in a high position in an office or they sit somewhere, sometimes you got to back up and let the filter of the word of God really determine if what they're saying is truth. Because if you build on a lie, your life could be empty. And so you got to be careful with every voice you let into your life. And Nabal was a rich man and one might have con uh, concluded that because he's wealthy, he's, he must have been smart, but he just could have inherited it. 
And how does a woman who's intelligent end up with this man? They live in the time of arranged marriage. So what I'm suspecting here happened is this woman didn't have too much of a choice in the matter. And she couldn't control the situation, but she could control who she is in the situation. And this woman is about to turn a whole destiny. Sometimes life don't give you a fair lot. Sometimes things don't go the way you plan. Not everything is just gravy for everybody else. Sometimes you're not handed uh, 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 just, 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 just things that you can have to enjoy in life. Sometimes you end up in a tough situation. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but somebody understand what it means that life didn't give me anything. I was thrusted into a family that was dysfunctional. I didn't have a mother and a father to look over me. I didn't have this going on in my life, and I didn't have that happening, and I didn't go to an Ivy League school, and I didn't have the money I should have, and I didn't have people around me. I didn't have mentors. I didn't have this, but what you did have was the ability to obey and honor God's word and you controlled who you were in the situation nobody taught you how to have manners you read that in the Bible and you saw you know what people who conduct themselves get blessed humility is a good quality and you begun to teach yourself hallelujah how to react in this situation and as a result you have broken the lineage oh my gosh yeah now hallelujah you came from no father and no mother but now your children will know a father and a, oh my gosh you came from no wealth but now your children will know wealth you came from obscure beginnings you can change your whole destiny with the way you react in it hallelujah but if you choose to get derailed if you choose to become everybody's perception you will miss the blessings of God in your life Everybody prays and says, God, don't put me in nothing. God specializes in putting you in stuff. I found that he's great at that. I read the Bible. God doesn't do things like give you a carnival cruise ticket. He make you go to the sea and tell you to part it. You sitting there, but can I get on the boat, though? Like the boat. God brings you to the battlefield when everybody's scared and say, you never went in the army. You never did any training, so you fight them. I didn't hear right. God tells you your favorite, give you dreams, put on a coat of many color on you, and then throw you in a pit. Then now you charge, and you go into jail. And everybody you helping in jail coming out. Everybody getting pardoned and you still in there. That's the type of God I serve. It is not the absence of problem that God shows who he is. It's in the middle of it. You know why this world is the way it is? Or one of the many reasons is so that God could show you his glory. Huh? Somebody said, why is God so mean? Why, why is all the bad things happening and people will die and punish? And C.S. Lewis said it best. I said it Friday night. He said, you, you would wish God would just erase the sins of man, right? And make a way out of nowhere, right? And just, just make everything better, right? You mean like what he did on the cross, right? And yet men still wouldn't go to it, right? Oh. Hallelujah. Consider the source of the criticism. Have you ever stopped the thought that the person who's hurting you, it's their nature to do that? What Abigail was basically saying, she ran out to David. This is what the Bible says. For time's sake, y'all can read it later. She ran out, dropped to his feet and said, listen, I got these presents for you. Please don't do this. Because 
the man I'm married to, his name is Nabal, and he is just like his name. That's what she said. She said, he's a fool. Don't do this. And for that moment, David had to stop to consider that he was about to throw away everything God was doing in his life over a fool. That's why you don't let people come into your life and tell you anything and lose sleep over it. He might be or she might be. My father used to say the best. He said, when a, and it, pardon my Guyanese, when a donkey kick you, consider the source. As a kid, I was like, what's this man talking about? A donkey? First of all, I want a donkey. But then I understood as I get older, if a donkey kicks you, consider the source. If you, if you stood behind a donkey and he kicked you in your head and you turn around like, hey, you ready to fight the donkey? You don't understand that his nature is to do that. And even after you've beaten him up, he's going to kick the next man. And a fool, that's all he knows how to be. A fool. This man was such a fool that he himself was going to ruin his own business. He didn't care about his employees. He didn't, and there are people that are wealthy, that are running companies and running countries in this world that do not understand wisdom and they make decisions based on their pride, based on their agendas. And you know who's going to get hurt in the end? The people at the bottom. David was coming to kill every shepherd. David was coming to kill everybody because they had a fool for a boss. And every time, anytime you ask God to elevate you, do like Solomon. Don't ask God for the position, the benefits of the position before you ask God for the wisdom for the position. Too many people want the benefits but don't want to sow and get, oh gosh. Young people want to be rich overnight. People want to gain wealth and success overnight. And they want all these things overnight but they're not learning anything and a fool in authority can ruin everything he has you know how many people ruin their marriage ruin their relationship because they pretended to be wise wise is not what you say wise is what you do i don't care how many sermons you preach i am more concerned with the ones you live oh gosh who am i talking to in this house who am I talking to in this house? Ah, it's good enough to know how to make a marriage work. But if you never walked to the lady and said, I'm sorry. It's good enough to know all the parenting book. But if you don't walk in the room and talk to the son. Hallelujah. If you don't stand up, parenting is tough. There's times I got to look at my grown kids in the face and still be a man of God. Because their life is evolving. And as things come in that would try to steal them from God. I feel the culture trying to stifle me. You're going to offend them and you're going to cause them to go astray and ruin the relationship and God says you can still say what you need to say in love you're their father they love you and you don't have to chastise and beat them but you have to say what is right because you know if they live a certain way where that road will lead and the decision is theirs at the end but you still have got to be a wise intelligent ruler to the end hear me in this house come on somebody come on somebody watch this consider the source of the criticism sometimes the person who's hurting you might not know better have you ever thought about that they just don't know better and lastly 
I want you to see 1 Samuel 25 to 34. I'm going to read this and we're going to close. Look at what the Bible says there. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse number 1. God is good. I told you y'all got to give me extra time. Not verse number 1, I'm sorry. Verse number 25. 25, 25. Look at what it says. This is Abigail talking. She said, please pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, a servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. Go on. Go on. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives, and as you live, since the Lord. This is a woman of courage. This is a woman that's going up against a warrior. That's coming to kill her. And she says, if I don't do what is right, everything I've ever had will be gone. She goes before him and says, please pay no attention. And then she says, she starts to tell him, David, your name rings bells. You have never had to commit bloodshed to get to where you are. And the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands. May your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And then she goes on and she says, and let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Look, look. And please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord God. You know what she's doing here? Let me say it in my vernacular. David. I'm sorry for this guy. But you have never. We know you want to run from Saul. But you never had to lift a hand to fight him. And still God is elevating your life. Oh, uh, somebody could relate to David today. You know they talk about you, right, David? You know everybody's got words about you and what you ought to do. And you've never ever responded. And still somehow, everybody just knows the throne is yours. And you never had to lift a finger to kill anybody. You never had to hurt anybody. You never had to do wrong. You never had to cheat. And don't let it happen now. She said, here's some gift. Feed the men. And, and, and by the way, I, I kind of want to remind you of who you are. For sure, this is that part. You, God, it will certainly make a lasting dynasty. For my, like, like Saul is a king, you're a dynasty. Oh my gosh. There's a difference. And for my Lord, because you fight. Look at this. Look, you don't fight Nabal's. The man of God aren't concerned with frivolous battles. You got bigger enemies to fight. Like the Goliaths who want to destroy nations. You don't fight for sheep. You fight for nations. Be careful that you don't end up in a, a fight that you don't belong in. Hallelujah. Because you fight the Lord's battles. And no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Go on. 
Even though someone is pursuing you, you take to take your life. The life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living uh, uh, of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies, He will hurl away from the pocket of a sling. Y'all see the words? Remember the sling, David. Remember that. You that guy. Sometimes here's my last point. You got to remember who's you. Are hallelujah because sometimes you can get carried away and become what the enemy wants you to be. You got to remember, wait a minute, I'm the praise and worshiping guy, I'm the guy who sits there with the sheep and play the harp and give glory to the Lord. I'm the guy that looks at the sheep and I say, As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longs after thee. I don't want anything other than you, Lord, and even though I'm not chasing anything, some times surely goodness and mercy finds me in the middle of my praise you see y'all ain't saying nothing with me today Uh, David was over here playing on a harp he did not know that in his household there was a coronation ceremony a picking of a king because he wasn't chasing the throne he was chasing God and let me tell you something the same one that says goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell I will dwell I will dwell not on the throne not in the palace not when I will dwell in one place in the house of the Lord while he's over there singing that God is over here saying there's a boy I got to use there's somebody whose heart is after mine he wants me and while he is not even in the coronation Samuel is over here saying I've come to look for a king let me tell somebody something you busy trying to do everything to get up in life why don't you stop and get the relationship with God in order remember whose you are remember what you call to do you call come on somebody you got to go back to putting on worship music in your house turn off all that pop stuff turn off all that rap stuff and put on some 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 gyra you are y'all y'all hear what I'm saying and I will y'all got to go back to worshiping God and while you over here just worshiping God and there's so many things that could happen in your life God is over here saying there's a king and David is being called what was going on you king I'm king okay cool God is raising you up with a sling God has shown you how to fight bears and lions God is bringing you to new levels you got to remember whose you are David comes to the palace the man want to kill him never raises his hands to kill Saul because if you fight to take over something you have to fight to keep it but when God give it to you, God will keep it for you. You know, sometimes, I'm done. Sometimes people look at you and they say, what did you do to be blessed? And you tell them, I just honored God. And they say, no. What did you really do? They run to you and say, what's your secret? What's the secret thing that you're not telling us? I trusted God. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. We got to trust God. But what is it you do? As I trust him, he makes a way where there's no way. As I trust him, he's a healer. As I trust him, he's a deliverer. As I trust him, my anxiety begins to lift. And God says, if I be for you, who can be against you? Ah, gosh, that I may be like David. And let me tell you something. It's interesting. David, look at in the book of Psalms, look at this. Throw up my last scripture in the book of Psalms that I asked you to put up there. 
Look at this. David begged twice in his life. The first time he went to the priest and he said, give me and my men bread. He went to the house of the Lord. Because the house of the Lord is where you're supplied. But when he went outside to beg another man, God confused this whole situation. It was almost like God was saying this. Can you put that scripture up for me? Can you put it up? I was young and now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. It was like God said, it's cool. Come into the house of the Lord. There's bread there. But the righteous ain't got to go to no fool. When inside you is a king. God is able to take care of his people without you losing who you are and for life most people lose who they are to get where they want to go they lose families many men chase careers and end up in divorce many men chase their dreams and is never in the house of the Lord anymore oh that I may dwell in your house oh that you would be pleased with me that God before I clap back and react, I would remember that I am your child. And how I respond determines my destiny. How I respond to my children. How I respond to my wife. How I respond to the pandemic will determine my destiny. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes in this place. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift you up. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks for all you've done and all you will continue to do in our lives. We worship you. We worship you. Somebody hurt you today. Ask God how to respond. Somebody did you wrong, ask God how to respond. Something's confusing in your life, ask God how to respond. Hallelujah. Ask God how to respond. You have no idea what tomorrow holds, ask God how to respond. Who am I talking to today? Stand to your feet and just cry out to God. Ask God how to respond. Ask God how to respond. You're wounded today. Ask God how to respond. You might be Abigail today. You're in a situation you don't know how to get out of. God will get you out. Read the rest of that story. Nabal caught a heart attack and died. Sometimes God will... <laughs> Sometimes God will get you out. Let me just say that. God will get you out. God will get you out. God will get you out. If you please him, he'll get you out. God will get you out. God will get you out. If you react the way he's called you to react, he'll get you out. God, I pray for those online that might be hurting, and I pray for those in this room. If you don't know Jesus, pray with me. Say, Father God, I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of every sin. I confess that I've sinned 
And God, I accept that you died on the cross that I may have life and have it eternally. I thank you for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. God, I pray for everyone else that might be going through something. We lay it at your feet today. And I pray that your word would find root and you would deliver your people by the power of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Come on, give Jesus a round of applause. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. We want to grab that mic over there. Hallelujah. Give Sherry. Come on, give it up for Sister Sherry, yo. We haven't seen you in a while. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Sherry is going to help me out here and close us out. Sure. Did you guys enjoy today's service? Amen. Well, today was a blessing. I was truly blessed by the word. And I know you were blessed too, like you said. And at this time, if you were blessed, we encourage you to be a blessing to this church. If you, one of the ways you can do so is before you leave this place or hopefully while you were in this place, you would share this message so that it can bless someone else. We want to honor God. Amen? Amen. And someone needs to hear this message. Another way that you can be a blessing uh, to this church is by giving. We thank you. Everything that we were able to do in this church and we continue to do is because of your faithful giving. And today, if you were blessed, I pray that you would give and you will see the three ways that we that you can give cash app uh, dollar sign church city usa or zell church city usa at gmail.com or straight to our website church city usa.com and i know for those who are at home don't get distracted this is an opportunity to give to the lord because what you give we can keep pushing the gospel forward when you're looking at your tv screen and you're seeing all that is happening don't worry our god is not dead but he calls us to honor him and this is good ground so give to this so we can give to the world what they need amen so you in the building also this is an opportunity for you to give those are the three ways or if you're old school you raise your hands one of our wonderful ushers will give you an envelope or the usher will tell you how we give amen amen, amen. and this week we got a vbs yes. coming up y'all vbs and so anybody who wants to give just to that too yes. um, there's always a cost factor to that uh, whatever you give, we will use. Amen. Amen. And I tell you, Sister Sherry, this week I saw the program that the people, oh, yes. all the teachers have worked on. Your kids are going to be super blessed. Yes. They're going to have games in this place and they're going to have the word of God taught to them yeah. every day. Amen, somebody. And so we've got over 40 something kids registered Ooh. for VBS. Nice. Isn't that excellent? Yes. Even this morning, people were registering That's their children. Right. And there's still time if you want to register your child to come to VBS, you can do so. And it does. It's not a day VBS, so keep that in mind. It's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., two hours every night. 
And uh, tonight, all the volunteers at 6 p.m., we will be back here to just fix up the place. It won't take long and to go over our first night of production. Amen. Amen. Pastor Rich, mm -hmm. are you in need of more volunteers? Yeah. We, listen, volunteer, we always could use volunteers. So if you want to volunteer, you're in this building or Church City members and friends, if you're online, mm -hmm. make sure you shoot us an email or come tonight at 6 p.m. No, shoot us an email first. Shoot us. Shoot us an email you, you first. You're on a camera now. Right, on, my bad. <laughs> Shoot us an email. Email first. And we'll let you know. ChurchCityUSAGmail.com. Right. If you want to be a volunteer, you can do it that Amen. way. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Amen. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And then we back here. There'll be no Friday night yep. service. Prayer meeting was so good the last oh, two. Oh, goodness. I can't wait yeah. to pray again. We'll yeah. be back to pray soon. There's other announcements. The singles got a, a trip coming up. Check Ooh. us out, y'all. They going bowling. Oh. I heard the singles had a good time on, on their... Was it was Wednesday, right? And the singles met up and nice. they all got married and they're no longer single. It's a couple's minute. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> singles don't like when I joke with them. But the singles are going bowling and all the information is there. Yes. It'll be up on our social media site. So it's on August 11th at 7 p.m. They're going over and flushing and they, they lucky I'm not coming. I know or me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's up. Yeah, one point. You know what's up. One point he I beat Steph Curry yeah, there. I let one. her win, win, win. I said, watch this. <laughs> Bow I on know. the left. That was hurtful. Amen. Maybe we can show up. I, I, if they if they allow me. No. Oh. We be in there. No. We be in there like, too vicious. We be in there on some. <laughs> right, trying to win. Yeah, single people can't beat us. <laughs> At least I'll be like that anyway. Married Sister versus Sherry, we, singles we, that, just, in the future. We got to come Show back at 6 o'clock. Show these singles how we do. True. See? True. Nice. All right. If people play with me and you, I know. they'll never come back to church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That's about it. I think yep. that's all the announcements for now. We'll yep. see you back here on Sunday. God is good. Please, we've got a, a, yes. a, a, a sale on our merchandise. If you're watching online yep. too, please, every time you go purchase one of our t-shirts that I'm not wearing today, um, <laughs> it all of that goes back into the church. But today, if you buy a, 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 a shirt that is over there, there's a box filled with other shirts that you can grab one for free. Amen. Right. So today you can get two, two shirts for the price of one. Thank you all for watching.